Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Front Free, the football podcast from me, Adam Bowood, the one and only Lawrence McKenna. Three, 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 three. Sorry, and of course the stat man himself, Dave O'Brien. It was going to be the front two today, wasn't it, Adam? It was. We were missing, we were missing our third member, Lawrence, missing our creativity. Lawrence is a busy man. He's, he was about town doing his thing. He's a little bit late. Sorry. Sorry, he said. See, it's all right. All is forgiven. Uh, welcome to episode 14, everyone. Thank you once again for listening to The Front Free. If you are listening via iTunes on the podcast app, I'm going to ask you to do a massive favour. If you could take a moment to rate the podcast from one to five, preferably five, and maybe even leave a little review if you're feeling generous, that would be amazing. We are currently, guys, I know you're going to be massively excited by this, the 270th. Number 976, yay! 270th most popular sports podcast on the iTunes podcast rankings. So with the help of our lovely listeners, we could actually... We might as well be chatting in a pub. We might as well be chatting in a pub. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. Um, as always, you can let us know what you think of the podcast, leave suggestions and ask us questions on Twitter at the front three with the number three. Uh, right, on with this week's show. We'll start, as always, with the news, then the questions, and finally on the talking points. I want to start with a big piece of news doing the rounds at the moment Thomas Muller to Manchester United. So at the moment, it's kind of, you know, it's a rumour that's gaining traction in the press. Some people saying a bid has been lodged. From reputable, I should say more reputable sources, it seems no bid has been lodged, but The Guardian are reporting that a fee would be around £56 million. You know, Dave, I'm imagining you're going to be pretty over the moon if this deal comes off. Oh, 100%. I think Thomas Muller is probably one of my favourite players in world football, so if it did come off, that would be absolutely outstanding. Obviously, he's a superb footballer, brilliant at evading defenders. He's just so good at getting into the box at the right time. Just seen countless times at the World Cup. He absolutely starred for Germany, the Champions League for Bayern Munich. He starred on a n- number of occasions. He's just a he's a fantastic player, and he can pretty much fit anywhere in your team, and he will score you a few goals. It's, it's interesting to see his, where he's playing at Bayern. Obviously, he's been in mix between playing on the right, playing as a striker, playing as an attacking midfielder. Potentially, it could be a good move for Thomas to become the pinnacle of one team. Man United obviously could do with a striker at the moment. Lawrence, from my point of view. I don't think this is going to happen. Uh, you know, Manchester United, they just bought Bastion's fine Doesn't matter what your point of view is, mate. Carl Heinz Rummenigge, 
Rumenega yep. came out and said, uh, you know, the chief executive of Bayern Munich, he's promised that no more players will go to, to United after Bayern did sell Schweinsteiger. I think, I just can't see this deal coming off. I mean, do you actually think this is, is a realistic rumour that's doing the rounds? Well, I mean, wasn't there also something to say that said Philip Lahm said, um, Philip Lahm didn't answer a question about it or something? added like some fuel to the fire by being a little bit, you know, he's not been very specific about what he said. He, oh, he could leave, he could stay. Everyone's read that as, oh, Lahm says Muller could leave. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit tenuous, but... Um, it's tenuous at best, you're right, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, um, from what we know, from what I'd say we know, Guardiola and Muller perhaps don't have the the most perfect relationship from what we've seen last season, reports coming out of uh, from out of the club. You know, he dropped Muller last season. Guardiola was whistled by the Bayern supporters because of that. He's mm. a player who, how long has he been at Bayern Munich for? Years. He's, he's such an integral part of the team. Although he would, Goetze seems to be coming through... Yeah, um, they they do seem to be looking towards yet another sort of like a revamp, if you like, of the side. Um, if they got Vidal, would it change the where their goals came from? I guess and the question for me is where would he fit in? Well, well, where where would the, where would he fit in in United side, Dave? Because I mean, the question from Sam Wiltshire on um, on Twitter was, do you think Rooney's position in United squad will suffer because of their summer signings? Well, and a lot of people were talking about his position in the team. So where would Muller fit in with the likes of Rooney and all those guys? Well, what we, we saw Man United play um, sort of a four-four-two, four-four-one-one formation against Club America, uh, sort of playing with two two attackers in a way. In the first half, it was Memphis Depay off Wayne Rooney. In the second half, it was Yanazai off James Wilson. So where I'd see Thomas Muller fitting into Man United would be playing that second striker role. Obviously, played it for uh, Louis Van Gaal at Bayern Munich in his first season, where he registered thirteen goals in the league. That's his joint best total in the league. Um, and he was he was actually releva- re- uh, sorry relevation that season, um, and he's just uh, I think he's a player that could really give you something. That's the one I'm looking for. Sorry guys, yeah, he can really give you something <laughs> in the final third. And like I said before, he will score goals and he will get assists. He's basically a sort of penalty box just outside the area type of player where that's where he comes alive. He keeps it quite simple around the pitch, but then that's where he explodes. That's when he becomes that Thomas Reuter, the space invader. Dave, if you had to put money on it, would you bet on him going to United? That's what I want to know. Hundred no. quid, no. As much as you'd love it, you're you thinking it's not going to happen. So there's reports going around that it was a hundred million euros, uh, which was offered for, yeah. for Thomas Muller. And one, that's obviously crazy money. And two, why would Bayern Munich sell him? You know, he's one of the, he's an integral cog in that Bayern Munich side. You know, he's a Bayern Munich youngster. He's just perfect for the club. He loves the club. I just can't, I can't really see Thomas leaving right now. You know, he's 25, he's coming to the peak of his career. I could see him maybe leaving at 28, 30, you know, looking for a bit more game time. But at the moment, he is in that, in that Bayern Munich side. And, you know, I think Bayern Munich can do very, very well again in the Champions League, probably. You could even, this could be their year of winning it, you know, with Mario having to prove a lot, Mario Goetz having to prove a lot, and Lewandowski finally fitting in with that system. And it'll be interesting to, as, as Lawrence mentioned, where Vidal will come into that. I could see them potentially going to the Chile formation where they'll play sort of uh, a back four uh, with a defensive midfielder, two central midfielders, an attacking midfielder, which could be Vidal, and then potentially, um, you know, Lewandowski as one striker and Muller as another. That could work very well for Bayern. They've got lots of tactical options this year. Uh, sticking on Manchester United for a little while, uh, Pedro is apparently now on his way to the club. Uh, Chelsea were the team that were rumoured to be in the front uh, of, of the queue for that player, but now it looks like Manchester United are going to activate his £22 million release clause. Looks like it's going to be in the yeah. way. Dave, happy with that one? 
Oh yeah, I love, I love a bit of Pedro. He's he's just fantastic. He's a fantastic functional player. He will score you a few goals here and there. He's brilliant at getting back behind the defence. So he's he, those runs in behind. He's absolutely fantastic at that. And boy, can he finish. Pedro Pedro was it was in fact the first Barcelona player in Barcelona history to score goals in six different comp- uh, competitions in the, in a single season in that 2009-10 season when they won the Champions League. Obviously, Lionel Messi has done that since, but Pedro, you know, he's, I do like him. Functional, will press, can finish. He sort of, he's a system player, and he will fit Man United. You know, the likes of Depay, who's going to have a bit more of a free role, I imagine. Um, you know, and then whoever Di Maria stays. Pedro will be one of those players that will do a role for Van Gaal. Will be absolutely perfect. Lawrence, I want to talk to you about John Stones, who Jose Mourinho oh, yeah. sees as the successor to John Terry. He's going to bring him to a Stamford Bridge. The only thing standing in his way is Roberto Martinez, who's not happy about the way Chelsea have gone about it. Chelsea put in a £26 million bid, which was rejected by Everton. They're going to come back with a £30 million plus bid. Maybe 34 someone said. Exactly, the record fee for a a defender in the Premier League in England. Oh, no, Rio. Exactly, (laughs) poor Rio being knocked off his perch. But, I mean, Roberto Martinez, not happy about this one. What do you make of this whole situation? I mean, is it... Mm. uh, Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the whole point would be uh, it's entering into this negotiation process. Where do Everton go from here? Where did Chelsea go from here? Um, you know, basically, uh, when they reach that thirty million pounds, then we see where where both clubs lie, because you know they're going to want their, their value for the English player, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, the, the interesting thing is how John Stones fits in at Chelsea. You know, do they continue to play John, Ch- John Terry? You know, do they say, look, he's going to learn from him. How do they play it with the press? Um, how do Everton play it? Do they get their 30 million early on and then look to spend it throughout the summer or do they get it later on? But basically it's negotiation process now. Um, a lot of people at Everton saying that he won't leave, but that doesn't, I don't know how much that means. I, it's not me adding fuel to the fire, but I'm basically saying if someone says he's not going to leave, what they basically mean is up your bid and then see what happens. Um, uh, basically, that's where we stand. I think he would fit in well at Chelsea, but I also think a lot of players would fit in well at Chelsea because they're surrounded by quality. It would be him and Cahill in the future. Am I right in saying that, Dave? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that, that, I know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe Joe. Uh, sorry, John Stones and Kurt Zuma could be the yeah. eventual partnership after Cahill does retire. Cahill and Terry do go, but you could see potentially Stones coming in at right back for Chelsea. Um, some Chelsea fans that, that I speak to, they were questioning his defensive ability towards the, the tail end of last season. Ivanovic, obviously fantastic going forward, but he was, you know, he was, wasn't getting back enough. You know, his sort of his, his engine was going a bit. And you can see John Stones has played right back before. Potentially, he could start at right back in this defence, and then obviously move into to John Terry's um, position. Obviously, a very different player. John Stones is more of a ball player. Uh, he completed more passes than any uh, player under 21 in the Premier League that was a defender last season. So he's a very good player. The one thing that I do question is he's been a little bit injury prone since he since he's joined Everton. Um, in his first season, he made 21 appearances, and the second season, 23 appearances. Obviously, not to be not bad numbers, but uh, last season he was out for a massive period. And Everton really, really, really did struggle. So and when he did come back, they did improve a hell of a lot. So that's credit to John Stones. But that's it. If he's got, he's got to stay fit. It's similar to the sort of Phil Jones. Uh, problem: A young, talented English defender. Can he stay fit? If you're within their squad, though, you're with, you're within their youth ranks. What are you thinking now? Because uh, you know, Man City and Chelsea, both those guys have just bought young English footballers, and most of them are going to fulfil this quota. So, what do you think if you're at the, the in the 
the youth squads right now. You're thinking, well, how am I going to get my chance? You know, Sterling still young, Stone still young, uh, Delph still relatively young. Mm. What, what, like, I, I, I don't know. I guess both these clubs talk about generating talent, but then they've both gone out and bid allegedly huge amounts on on top players. They don't. They don't have a great record for for developing youth, do they? I mean, look at Bamford's day. He's been sent out on loan again. Um, it, it seems like that is development of a sort, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I made the always, point the other day. We don't know what their plans are, but yeah. th- but the point still stands. I think with both these clubs, it's always at the moment. It's always tomorrow rather than today. I think you know, City have invested a massive amount into their youth academy, and I think we will start seeing the product of that in a few years. And with Chelsea as well, how many young players have they bought in and sent out on loan? I think they're going to start getting into the first team in the next few years. But as you say, the actual youth academy itself, where do they? There seems to be a little bit of a a cork in the bottle there for them to get through to the first team. But anyway, regardless, for John Stones, Lawrence, what do you think is the right move for him? You're saying, you know, uh, youth players, he he might stop them getting into the team. But for him, where should he go? Do you reckon he should stay at Everton, almost guaranteed first team football for next season? Chelsea, he's going to be competing with John Terry, who just had one of the best seasons of his career. Where, Where do you think he should end up? Well, I guess that's the thing, isn't it? Is, is um, we can write a narrative either way. And when I was walking home tonight, I was thinking about how we could write a narrative either way with the likes of Schweinsteiger and Muller leaving for Manchester United. You say, you know, is that faith in United? Is it lack of faith in Bayern? Is it lack of both? Is it just both players wanting a change? It's how people frame it. And I guess that's the point is both sides could benefit from this is that you don't even need to frame it like that. You could say, you know, it's just a natural progression. It's that, you know, Louis van Gaal coming back for players that he wants influenced in another way. Um, But then you could say the same for for Chelsea and Everton. You know, do Everton let him go and accept where they stand in the pecking order right now and say we can invest that money in someone else and, you know, put ourselves further up the table? Or do we kind of reject it for a while and then, you know, next season they come back or the season after that they come back? And I think for John Stones, it's a question of what's going to progress him best for Euro 2016 right now. Um, Where does he want to be in terms of the England squad? He's probably going to get more minutes at Everton and therefore, you know, will will he go because England don't consider him a big enough player at Everton? Or will Mourinho call, you know, whoever it is that has the say at the FA, probably Hodgson, and say, take him with you. He's, He's worth it. Um, so either way, I think there are going to be benefits, but it's how he chooses to play it as a player. Personally, I think he'd be better staying at Everton right now because mm. I think Martinez is, is a great manager and will develop him as a youth player. Dave, I mean, like Lauren said there, we're looking at £34 million for John Stones. <laughs> Last week, we saw Raheem Sterling go to Manchester City for £49 million, a record fee for an English player. He's 20 years old. John Stones is 21 years old. It's obvious to say transfer fees have gone mad, but I mean, that's just staggering, isn't it? I just think it's England that's gone absolutely nutty, hasn't it? All around uh, Europe, you see players going for really good amounts of money, like uh, Jonathan, Jonas Grifa, sorry, they went to Schalke, very cheap. You know, there's so many good deals, and it just seems in England, with the young English players, we just, you know, it's too much money. Everton bought um, bought John Stone from Barnsley for £3 million, and now they're selling him for 34 you know, he's not he's not a first team, you know, he's not completely a first team regular Everton. Um, he's just coming into the pecking order and he really hasn't developed as much as you'd like him to develop for that price increase. And I think it's going to take time for England to develop youngsters. Like basically what we need is we need, a, we need a bigger pool of players of this quality. Then the price will go down. You know, if there's more talented young players, then obviously the money's going to go down. But it's just absolutely mad. It's, it's teams filling quotas. 
which is it's just cra- it's crazy. Football has gone crazy in England, and we should really take it and we should adapt a lot from the European game in terms of how they uh, do their business. One thing I, I definitely would say is though we we might be a little bit. Um, I, I don't think you jump in the gun, Dave. I think you make a good point, but I do think that when we when we extract it to an abstract concept and we say football has gone crazy in England, I don't think that's right. The, the big investors have gone crazy in England and they've realised that some of their systems aren't working because of the way that f- uh, money doesn't have the always long-term influence that people want it to have. The problem will be that they've invested somewhat in their academies, but they realise that won't pay back instantly. And some of them are trying to cover that or you know, basically make a system where they can make it work for themselves. And the problem would be that there, there is a lot of money in the game right now, and some of that is skewing it in the wrong direction. It's not always towards the direction of English youth. You know, th- yeah. th- there's plenty of people who are, who are good and English, and it, it takes a bit of faith as well. I think money isn't the only way to go that way. Uh, what I would imagine is that Liverpool are looking at their investment in Gomez um, and saying, you know, three and a half million for an, for an 18-year-old. Yeah, brilliant. What what you know what what value does that represent within the market? Because at one point he probably would have been maybe gone on a free or maybe it had gone on you know for hundred thousand or something. Mm. But now that's three and a half million. Is that a long term investment for Liverpool? Them saying oh in a few years time, you know thirty million we'll get whatever. Or is it them saying you know we got a player for years and years and years here? So I just think that you know, we're seeing somewhat of an unnatural market here. And, and we have to acknowledge that. It was interesting to see uh, Ruminega again come out and say, you know, the English league is ahead. English league is ahead of Germany in terms of transfer activity because of all, like you're saying, the television money. And you know, there's so much money in the game. But that's bollocks. Sorry, I don't, I don't trust anything that comes out of the the, the, the hierarchy at Bayern. But that considering is, what, that what is, some of that hierarchy has said about Qatar, it's rubbish. But it, I think it's, it's, it's no. You've just signed Vidal and you've got him on ninety thousand a week. You're not ahead. You're drawing attention to another league. Yeah, but that's just Bayern, isn't it? All the other teams throughout the league, they do not have as much money as the Premier League has. You, you see the amount of money. Crystal Palace just broke their transfer record to sign Johan Kabai. So I think it's fair for him to point out that. The amount of money the Premier League has, the amount of cash they're throwing about, is a threat in a way because the, the Premier League is breaking away from the other we- leagues in terms of the quality throughout, the money throughout the league. Bayern can go and splash thirty million on whoever they want and pay ninety grand a week. Not every other team in the league can do that. Yeah, but I don't, I don't quite understand where he's going with that because what he's saying is that there's disparity from the Premier League, but he's creating disparity within his own league. And I understand he's probably been asked that question, but I, I feel like there are very often statements from Bayern which come out to be incredibly unrealistic and tend to be something which is distracting from everything else. And I, I, the distraction yeah, here, I would enough. say, but the point, the point, investment in Vidal. The point he's making, the point I'm trying to highlight is Premier League received four times the amount of money that the Bundesliga did in terms of television yeah. rights. So yeah. therefore, there, there's a danger that they're going to sort of they'll be able to attract better players and you know whatever players on higher wages. You see in teams like Chelsea and teams like Manchester City paying 30, 40, 50 million pounds for 20 year old English players. It's just a, it's a crazy situation, I think. I see, I see his point, but I, I also think if you, if you choose to take part in it, and, you should, and they have chosen to take part in that market, and they, they've definitely brought down their own pecking order, yeah. then I think that, you know, I mean, they bought from they Bayern, bought the, you know, yeah, they, they talk the about disparity players, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I see what his point is but I, I guess I'm cynical about some of Bayern's points. I think he makes a great point about England, but the point would also be you can still attract top-class players because Sterling's on, what, 290 a week, allegedly? 
<laughs> don't talk to me about it. Do not talk right. to me about it. Vidal's yeah. on 90,000 a week, apparently. That's, that's what he's reported. Exactly. And I, I think there's a point to be made there. The point is that, you know, you can't create an uneven market or a market which basically no market's going to ever be even because you're striving for something which is perfection, which is never going to happen because you've got humans involved. But the point would be, you know, you shouldn't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And if you've got a glass to you should watch your mouth because I'll break your face. So Bayern Munich, the point to be with Bayern Munich that they, they have a glass jaw right now. Yes, <laughs> that's a very good point to make. I agree. Um, we touched on Vidal there. Obviously, he's he's gone now to Bayern Munich. Dave, good deal for them. Is this a sort of sign that's going to help them perhaps get past the semi-final stage of the Champions League next year where they've sort of faltered in the last two seasons? I think so, yeah. He was absolutely fantastic for Juve towards the end of last year, playing at the, the tip of the diamond, being that presser, that aggressor. Obviously, he did bottle it a little bit in the Champions League final, obviously getting booked after trying to make a, a foolish challenge on, on Busquets, and Busquets absolutely had his pants around his ankles. But I think Vidal does give give Bayern a bit of impetus back. Um, there's, a, there's a few questions about Bayern Munich at the moment. Have they, have they swapped out too much of their German core for, for a sort of Spanish influencing core? Are they losing their identity? Uh, questions that are coming out, but I think Vidal will be fantastic. He was brilliant for Chile as well in the, the Copper America. Um, and I just think he'll give them the extra pressing. As I mentioned before, if you go to this diamond, there's, there's so many systems that Vidal sort of um, brings to Bayern Munich in a way that they could play with it with, with his such aggressive attitude. And I think it will just be, it'll be good. You know, a midfield of um, Xavi Alonso, uh, maybe Philip Lahm, Thiago and Vidal. Now that is a midfield, you know, a pretty decent midfield right there. Great stuff. Uh, back onto Chelsea briefly. Um, I mentioned Patrick Bamford. He's joined Crystal Palace on loan. Uh, it's a season-long deal. He signed a three-year contract to Stamford Bridge before making the move. Lawrence, we were talking there about how, you know, maybe this is a player they're looking to develop for the future. Do you think it's a good move for him to get out there in the Premier League, perhaps first-team football for the for the season? Mm. What's your question? <laughs> is it a good move for Bamford? To is it a good move for Bamford? Will he not play or will he play? Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's a good move uh, for, for the youth. Um, although the point would be with Mourinho, how often do youth guys get through? It's probably best that he gets loaned out, except the way that Mourinho wants to develop players. Um, if, he, if he comes back with a good report and um, continues to keep an attitude, then that's good. The question is, I guess, you know, do you go down the Sterling route of saying, I want to be around these quality players and learning what their mentality is, seeing how they apply themselves day to day? Or do I want to learn the graft from somewhere else in another way and come back and apply that? And I think it's it generally it's down to the fortuitous nature of how you pick up from other people and whether you've got the right mentality. I think Mourinho sometimes, I mean, you know, we look at maybe the path of Lukaku with that. People said, you know, he needs to be learned out. He needs football. He needs football. When he came back to Chelsea, they said he doesn't have the mentality. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's a good point. So it's it's hard to write that narrative yeah. ahead of what Mourinho sees because he's quite unpredictable. Is this another one that's going to basically go out on loan, score twelve Premier League goals, I say, and get sold for thirty million, and again Chelsea doing fantastic be, business? They could just be putting him in, in the shop window. Yeah, I mean, it's a good it's a good move for Chelsea either way. They could they Is could it? choose to sell him or just bring him back and. You know, they've got another great striker on, on their books. Um, it's quite interesting. They've, they've only got three strikers. So they've got Diego Costa, Remy and Falcao at the moment on their books. So maybe they'll be moving in the market for, for Thomas Muller or someone crazy like that. We don't know. Maybe Ibrahimovic. I don't know. He, um, Bamford, anyway. A he's... secret striker, Dave. A secret, secret striker. striker, yeah. Surprise. Secret, secret uh, Bamford is Palace's second summer signing after Kabai. Obviously, the record signing that I mentioned there. The third 
who could be on his way. See, I pronounced third correctly there. Uh, it could be Alexandra Pato, the Daily Mail, that reputable, reliable source, is reporting that he wants to move to the Premier League. Palace and West Ham are interested. Dave, I'd completely forgotten Alexandra Pato existed. In London, I think they shout. <laughs> I completely forgot this guy existed. I mean, so, good move for Palace. I'm not sure. It could be an interesting one. Pato actually came back onto my radar this week. He had an absolute fantastic game um, in, in the Brazilian Serie A. I think it was the last week against, let me two seconds, let me just find out. It was against the mighty uh, Cordobia, and apparently he had six shots on goal, scored twice, completed seven take-ons and won three tackles. A really, really top performance. They're like stats that sort of jump out at you as a real a real decent decent performance, like he's putting it in again. He scored five goals this season uh, in the Brazilian Serie A um, in 13 games. He's picked up one man of the match Award. So he's potentially he may be coming back. Picked up two assists as well. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Obviously, Lawrence does love Pato. To wrap up the uh, transfer news quickly before we move on to the questions, uh, Esteban Cambiasso has rejected a new deal at Leicester City. Uh, he joined last summer on a one-year deal. Bad. No. It's bad news it for Leicester fans. That, it? It's bad news for Premier League fans. No, it isn't. No, no news. No, Adam, it's not news. If you join on a one-year deal and then you do it and then you leave, that's not bloody news. No, but he's, re- he's rejecting a work contract. But he was, no, but he was offered a new deal and said no, thank you. No, that's not rejecting. That's someone going. We've got an offer here. Do you want to make a decision on it? And him going, yes, I've made a decision. I'm not rejecting you. I'm just taking another option. He well, Adam, said, it's not bloody news, he Adam. It's out. not bloody news. He rejected. A, he released a statement saying, I have decided not to renew my contract with Leicester City. It's not rejecting, Adam. It's deciding not to renew. I have taken this decision only 24 hours after receiving the proposal from Leicester because I want to give the club as much time as possible to find an alternative. I have lived one of the most important years of my career. Adam, for one, I, I'm upset. I'm upset that he's gone. I thought it was brilliant. That's what I want to hear, Dave. That's oh, right. Out of the relegation. Dave. I loved it. I'm buying, buying it, it Dave. He's taken along by the media banter. <laughs> Stop it, Dave. He scored five goals in the Premier League this season. That is more than Falcao, more than Boom. Danny Welbeck, Boom. and more than Mario Balotelli. Boom. So stick those stats in your pipe, Lawrence, and smoke it. Smoke it out, mate. I don't know what you think you're arguing against there, Dave, because I didn't say that Mario Balotelli or anyone scored more than him. You're full of shit, you mank wanker. <laughs> The things right. escalating very quickly. I just had to get quickly. that out. I had to get that out. All right. I just, I can't stand Dave. And it, every week he comes on here and he baits me. And it's just too much, Dave. You've gone too far. You've it's time you left the you've podcast. Really quickly, Lawrence. There you've snapped. No. Well, I reject your new. I reject your new offer, Adam. New offer. I, I can't renew my contract. I'm sorry. Lawrence, the question was. The question was, were you going to get a new contract? Oh. oh you friction. see, that's what happens friction. there, Dave. What we've we've done there is we've written a great media narrative and now people will tweet about it. Let me move on quickly, (laughs) very quickly away from the... This is obviously, this is a controversial topic that I've touched upon. I never thought Esteban (laughs) Cambiasso could spell the end of the front three, but I think we're on the edge here. You're like the the sun, Adam. You're like the sun, you're full of shit. No, 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 no. Never compare me to the sun. I find that highly offensive. Done deals quickly. We've got to wrap up the transfer news. Benjamin Stambouli's gone to PSG from Tottenham. He made a massive impact at, at White Hart Lane. He's gone for six million pounds somehow Lawrence I know you love talking about how you know Tottenham are doing fantastic deals by getting money for, for players who they signed after Bale left and they wasted all their money any thoughts on Stan Booley to PSG 
Uh, good business. Well done. Well done, Levy. Nice. You've done well there. Finally, uh, Fabian Delft. It's all been said and done. But briefly, what do you guys make of this move to Manchester City? Personally, I think it's a great signing. £8 million. I would have loved to see him at Tottenham. Gutted he's gone to City. You know, he obviously... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. He obviously did not handle it as well as he could have, but at the end of the day, I'm staying. See ya. Yeah, we all know that oh, he did I didn't not handle that one well. I'm off anyway. As well as he could have, but regard, yeah, chime in on that if you want. But I mean, it is a good signing for City at the end of the day, is it not? Where's he going to fit in? He's, he's an absolute idiot. He's in the. He's about to come into the peak of his career. He's going to be sitting on the bench. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he will be on the bench. I honestly don't think he'll be on the bench. They are brilliant players. I don't think. I think he's going to be competing with Fernandinho. Pretty, pretty. Uh, you know, pretty what, Adam? Pretty boy? Pretty, <laughs> pretty what? Pretty please? I think um, he's. I th- okay, so put it this way: um, Delph was within his rights to leave. Um, I think that City have done somewhat of a Miami Heat just a few seasons ago. They've said, look what we've got, guys. We've got Dwayne Wade, somewhat of a diminished power. Come on in. You can be LeBron James, Chris Bosh. I don't know who's who there. Um, the, the, like wow. Spurs. You lost me completely, and, but I like it. All I'm saying is Aston Villa are like the Toronto Raptors of the Premier League. <laughs> Liverpool are like the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right? This is going to bring us on perfectly to the questions, Lawrence. Absolutely. Okay, great. All, it's, I'm, it's saying is, if you all I'm saying is they're building a dynasty... It won't last long. They'll get sold in a few years' time to Real Madrid. <laughs> Two NBA-themed questions this week. Moving on to the questions. Oh. Two Spe- NBA-themed questions? Yes. Two NBA-themed questions. What a great theme. So, Jonathan J. Yeah. First off, he, uh, he, he DM'd us this Smoke question, so I wouldn't forget it. He said, I was recently watching the NBA draft, and they kept yeah. going on about a player's upside and their max potential so his question is do you believe there is such a thing as max potential or can a player be best by working hard and improving so i think what he's trying to say there is is a player's potential set and they're always going to meet it or it's kind of like a Messi v Ronaldo question in a way. You know, everyone says Messi's naturally mm. gifted and he, he's always yeah. had that potential and his God-given talent, whereas Ronaldo worked hard and, he, you know, he pushed himself to limits and made himself what he is. Yeah. The question is, do you uh, believe there is such a thing as max potential? Yeah. Yes. Adam, I'm, Actually, I'm, Lawrence, I'm I've heard you once... Lawrence, you once said, did you not, on the Football Republic, yeah. you can't buy potential. Yeah. 
do you stick by that? Do you think you know no, you can't. there is such that... a thing as God given talent that you know is just Give me a second. A player's always going to be no. you know uh, a leader in their sport, or do you think they always have to train themselves and you know work to the max to get themselves there? I think I think just jumping in quickly, it's a, it's a big thing with obviously Mario Balotelli's come back into the. Yeah, the media frenzy point. today, and, and he was such a talented, talented individual. I remember him playing for I think it was the Italian under twenty ones. He was fantastic. But what's he done now? He, he hasn't squandered worked. it. Yeah? He's squandered. No, no, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, Stop it! Squandered by not working hard. No, did, or did he never Dave. have that potential? And we put that upon him. We we made up our minds as the media and people who love football. We all said, "Yeah, he's amazing." And we sort of thrust him upon him, and maybe never was. No, you know what? No, no. Whoa, I think, I think it. Well, okay, all right. You make a great point. All right, but the point would also be that if that's thrust upon you, it, you still exist inside and outside of that situation. Philosophical. I like it. So, but it's possible for Balotelli to to, to be affected by that, but at the same time, still yeah. possess yeah. the intangible quality of um, of potential. Right, you you can't. Uh, the problem is you can't buy potential because uh, as soon as you get into that market, you're in real danger because you're buying something that's worth a heck of a lot more money than you can afford. Hence, why Sterling went for forty nine million. Um, the I, I get. Do you want to talk about this in an NBA sort of context? Do you want to talk about this in another sort of context? Um, I mean, because you talk about when the NBA name it, like well, okay, let's put it this way. The NBA exists within somewhat of a bubble, which they can control. They're an association within North America. Um, they're seen as the pinnacle of your sport. They can offer the, the most amount of money. They've just had a new TV deal. Um, and, and to some extent, that is making some ridiculous deals within the NBA. The Cleveland Cavaliers have been able to do some deals. Um, the, the, the Bulls have been able to do some deals. Quite a few teams are looking to do max deals on a lot of people's contracts, but also some reasonable deals, which a couple of years ago would have been amazing for the likes of Jordan, LeBron, those kind of guys. And now we're seeing kind of guys who are playing a bit part player, the Butlers, the, I'm trying to think about the names within that, uh, but squads are changing quite a lot in the NBA right now. So forgive me. Basically what I'm saying is <laughs> money tends to skew things ever so slightly. And we've seen this even now within the NBA with, with the new investment. Um, this new investment changes things. Basically, it changes the bubble which exists within the NBA. Every league has its bubble. Football has its own bubble. The problem is we have to analyse it within that. I don't believe in such a thing as max potential. I think you can't put a price on that. There's there's probably an intangible and a tangible. And you're probably not best judging your... Let me just finish this sentence. Judging your potential by monetary value. Jonathan Jay, I hope that answered your question. I see now why you said it was with Lawrence in mind, NBA enthusiast apparently he's giving it, giving it, giving it love <laughs> ask, ask this bullshit guy who knows who watches this he said he had it in, see what he, he said he said he asked that question with you in mind so i can oh, see well, why uh, yeah no well i mean he makes he makes a good point yeah yeah right guys Touch we are going to go quick Give fire me. i want to go quick fire now okay because there's a lot of questions you've got to be out by nine no 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 because there's been so many questions and there's been a little a few people who have been a little bit annoyed they haven't been happy that we haven't answered their questions each week so i want to be quick fire i want to rattle through they're really good questions and i feel bad that we never get through them all every week they're really good questions so let's do a little bit of quick fire right now okay so you know one sentence two sentence answers Sean, Sean Tyg, one, two, three. He said, after what happened to Frimpong, racial abuse, and other black footballers in Russia, do you think the 2018 World Cup should be boycotted? Dave. 
Yes, 100%. I think it's disgraceful and needs to move on. We shouldn't be awarding countries like that with the World Cup, obviously, for this big issues. Obviously, Ping Pong, the Hulk came out this week and said he's been absolutely racially abused for his whole time in Russia. 100% yes. Lawrence, quick thoughts? Uh, uh, I think it should be better than um, a... It should be better than a boycott, but a boycott is probably the best that we can do. Um, Institutional change probably needs to be there. The bigger structures need to change in order to make this happen. The problem is we're relying on a system which lets us down because it's not built to benefit the people who it needs to change for. you need to take a lot of action, extreme action, to infl- in impose changes. A boycott's going to get a lot of attention, and let's go for but the, but the it. But the, the point is, Adam, oh, the, the point is, Adam, is over. when you <laughs> say, but, but, but when you say, but when you say extreme, that shouldn't be extreme. It should actually just be what. Well, Lawrence is gone, so um, I think that's the end of his answer. Random. But the people writing history, uh, they, they frame it as extreme. The point is it's actually very reasonable action to say, don't be racist. No, yeah, 100%. But, I mean, in terms yeah. of it's, it's unprecedented to, boy, to boycott a World Cup to just sit, pull out and stop Russia hosting it. But I think it's, a, it's, a, it's the only thing that's going to make a real impact. Anyway, I'm, back on, I'm looking to you. I... Back on the NBA. We're going, back, we're going to quick. Remove your quick stripes. Fire, quick fire. Uh, what would LeBron James be worth, Lawrence, if the NBA had a transfer system? If it was more, you know, like uh, like football, how much do you reckon this guy's going to be worth? Would he would he break oh. Gareth Bale's eighty five point six million record fee? He just wouldn't have left the Cavaliers. Oh, you're breaking up. He breaking up. Breaking up. He just never would have left the Cavaliers. But do, do you reckon? Yeah. So you reckon he never would have gone at all? And he would have been priced. He would have been priced out the market I because like he, he's he, 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 Michael Jordan kind of player. So he wins the dynasty. Dave, James, uh, James SLE2 says, what will Benteke bring to Liverpool? Listen to the last podcast, mate. Dave gave a great rundown of what Benteke will bring to the team. Uh, Adam D on Twitter says, who will win Euro 2016 and who will be the surprise team? Dave. Um, Germany will win it. Yep. Uh, but I think that France will be the surprise package with Antoine Griezmann scoring loads of goals. I'm going to go for Germany to win it and I think Wales, if they qualify, Ooh, yeah, are going to be a very good... Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna, I was gonna be totally going to say that. Well, you know. Yeah. You know, Lawrence, I got there first, so yeah. do, you want, do you want to chime in? Uh, I think I think Scotland will make it. No, wow, really? Yeah. Scotland sit pretty pretty in their group, you know. They sit yeah. pretty in that group. They are, they're it's doing not all right. Out of them, doing it's right. not out of them. Yeah, I, th- I reckon Scotland will qualify. I'm glad though, because that means Ireland won't qualify. My girlfriend's Irish, a few Irish mates, so it's disappointing that. Anyway, Sorry listen. Harshit Passy on Twitter said, Do you think Damian will really play second fiddle to Valencia this season? LVG came out and suggested that in a press conference. Dave, do you really think this guy's going to be second fiddle or is he going to be first choice? I think he might be second fiddle, to be honest. He, he might take fiddle. a bit of time to, to bed in. Um, in the game against Club America, he looked really nervy on the ball. He looked good defensively, looked very switched on, but when he had the ball at his feet, he was playing the wrong type of passes, he was coming inside at the wrong time, so he will take some time to, to bed in. So I think at the start of the season, Valencia will be number one, but then I could see Damian, you know, through the season, get adjusted to the language, you know, adjusted to LVG style, he'll become number one by the end of the season. Right. Uh, more quick fire questions, let's get quicker, quicker. Uh, Lorenzo Castanon said, yeah. can Manchester United make a good run in the Champions League with Rooney and Hernandez? as their main strikers, if they don't buy anyone else. Lawrence, do you think they're going to get far in the competition? If, uh, if... Yes. I think they'll make That's it to the quarterfinals. Uh, John Ridley said, who is the bigger club, Sunderland or Newcastle? I'm going to say Newcastle. 
Ooh, Sunderland. Oh, Cr- yeah, uh, even Kristen Hennage agrees. Fair even Kristen Hennage agrees. I'm just talking out of my ass. Uh, Joshua Mason says, who will be the next player to win the Ballon d'Or who isn't Messi or Ronaldo? I'm going to say Neymar or Hazard. Messi's son. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, because Messi. <laughs> or Sanchez. Sanchez. Yes. Good shout. Dave. James Rodriguez. I like it. I like your style. Uh, Ollie on Twitter, OllieD1997 depressingly young said are Bayern Munich going into decline Robin and Ribery at the tail end of their careers Muller rumours that he's off Schweinsteiger gone etc Dave are Bayern Munich in decline I wouldn't say so no I think they've got a number of young players coming through um, Gardino uh, Kimicic they just bought in they got, they just signed up with Costa Vidal he's obviously going to be there for a number of years now uh, he's just going to get better and better I think with age Lewandowski is going to be massive for Bayern Munich he will become the pinnacle of their team so no Ryan Snailman on Twitter said, if Liverpool are are to get top four this season, who would they be looking to knock out? I think the answer is they're not going to get top four this season. Chelsea, United, Arsenal and Man City are just too strong. Not the question, Adam. Not the question. Who would they be looking to knock out? I think they'd be Uh, looking to knock out Arsenal because you'd say they're probably the weakest of those teams. But I'd still say they're stronger than Liverpool. Maybe Man yeah. City, you know, with Pellegrini is probably going to be, be off not at the end of the shot, season. You know, if they hit a bit, a bit of bad form, Liverpool fly through, that could be the good, you know, the good guys to go for. Liverpool, Liverpool probably look to hoist points against City. I think City look like the team that they could pick off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Liverpool are, the, Liverpool are in the, a good position because they, they're somewhat of a reset. They see themselves as the plucky underdog this season. And that's the way Brendan Rodgers likes it. Daniel Thompson asks a good question, but... I don't think it's really a quick fire suited question, but I'll go for it anyway. Why don't we yeah. see more English players abroad? That is a big old question. They're probably uh, Paul Gascoigne, Gary Lineker, um, uh, uh, Mika yeah. Richards, but we don't uh, see it poorly to suited. That. Uh, don't travel well. Uh, more cliches. Wait for it. Um, uh, basically, uh, the Premier League is very strong right now. Uh, there should be more people. Uh, like that I'm gonna, I've got something here. Right, you're on the continent. You learn a lot of languages. You're, you're adaptable in England. We're on a little island, and we yeah. see that if we speak our language and we don't adapt, then we're not educated enough to, to adapt to foreign leagues in terms of learning the language, learning the lifestyle. I think culturally we need to improve there, and the game will get better. Uh, Nicola F says, "Where do you see Barahino playing next season? Tottenham have been linked with him. I think Premier League. Probably, I think he probably could. Yeah, Premier League. <laughs> I think he could. He could go to Tottenham. I think he's. I think West Brom. Do you reckon? Okay, yeah, fine. I think he's going to stay there. Obviously, he's got rid of his, his horrible agent, so I think he's going to get his head down and play some football. Um, Evening, AD. Mortard yeah. and Azir on Twitter said, would, would you have brought Sesk back at Arsenal if you were Wenger? Yes. No. Why 100% no? not. Dave, 100% what? Yes. But yeah, you got to bring no. him back. Dave, no, uh, Lawrence, not. why no? Uh, I, I just think they were going in another direction. Fair enough. Um... Arthur Robertson says, "Do Chelsea need to make more sing- uh, signings to strengthen their squad? Seeing as other title challenges have made strides forward so far, I guess Chelsea have been quite quiet in comparison. But they were the title winners, and they've got a pretty, pretty damn good squad already." Dave, I think you can't sit on your laurels. I think Man City have been caught out when they've won the title the two times that they've got to. You've got to when you win the title, you've got to invest some money in there. And I don't think Chelsea have. I think they've got to get. Another, I think they're light on the strike force. You know, Diego Costa had a little bit of injuries last year. That puts Remy. And Falcao is, is a competition for the second one. That needs it there. Potentially with losing Salah, Quadrado potentially is off. They could potentially do with another attacking midfielder. Um, maybe a defender, obviously, they've been linked with John Stones and with uh, Felipe Luis going back, back to Atletico. There's definitely work to be done. 
Um, Hanzala Abassi says, who is the greatest player to never won the Ballon d'Or? I think we might have already answered this before because I seem to remember Lawrence saying Kenny Dalglish, maybe? Yeah, no, good, good point, yeah. I think we talked about Thierry Henry and Paolo Mandini and all those lot before. Um... Uh, Go on back and listen to the previous ones before yeah, the answer. I can't remember which one yet. it is. Mez Ozil, man like Ozil, eleven on Twitter said, "Any hobbies you guys have?" Um, I like <laughs> painting stones. I paint stones. Funnily enough, me too. So yeah. um, uh, check out our stone painting channel on YouTube. Genuinely coming. I've got soon. some painted stones. I'll put them on Instagram if you want to see them. Yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it at Lost Cast on on Instagram? At Lost Cast. Go and see them. Cool. I'm Go and see them. I painted one for my girlfriend at the weekend. I was shaking, well, uh, but. Uh, it's not for me that Lawrence. I'm more of a. I like the running. I do. I do enjoy going on a ten k. Oh yeah. Like you and I should go jogging, Dave. You and I should yeah. go jogging. Yeah. yeah Thanks for the invite, guys. Um, no, you don't look like a runner, Adam. You're more of a cyclist. Oh, thanks. Backhanded compliment. Uh, Adam Wallace says, how many of the five British teams will qualify for the Euros and how will this affect fans? Five British teams. It's not five, but all right. Wales and England are McLean would have a problem with that, all right. Well, no, sorry. England are bang on. Wales looking very good. Scotland looking good-ish. Yeah. They've all still got a chance. You know what? They all four could qualify. Interesting. I like it. We're just relying on Israel. Uh, Stephen Housen from Full Time Devils tweeted in and he said, right, listen to this, where does your lap... I read this one already. I'll preempt it. Where does your lap go when you get up? When you stand up. It's still there. What's your problem? But it's not there, is it? It's still there. What's your problem? I've been doing some research and apparently it goes to Lapland. So it's, that's where the laps are formed. <laughs> yeah. That's where they migrate to when they're not heated. And that's where they that go to die. That is a great answer. So you, guys are, you guys are morons. No, Lawrence, you're the moron here. You think laps don't go to Lapland. How am I the moron? Stand up. I've just explained. You think laps don't go to Lapland. End of story. Sam Brooks on Twitter says, what formation system is your personal favourite? Ooh, that's a bloody corker. Today, 451433, thank you. Take it. Today I was reading about the Pentagon, which is apparently Thomas uh, Tuchel's favourite formation at Mainz, where he had a back five, two defensive midfielders, and then a front three, which I quite yeah. liked. But yeah. personally, it's a four-two-three-one for me. Mate, you've gone with a formation without a front three. That is that is blasphemy. Sorry, mate. Unbelievable. I'll go for a four-three-three. Could have a front, front three. three. He just said four. Could have a front three. Well, depends where my, my three attackers are positioned. Obviously, if we've got the two wingers, they oh, it's fluid, fluid. I like it. Yeah. Fluid system, Adam. I'll go for a four-three, yeah. free front three. Because although I, I, did, I did like, I like the obliged. diamond, the diamond. Do you remember that oh. diamond at AC Milan a few years ago? That midfield diamond was incredible. Uh, Sam Wiltshire said, "Do you think Rooney's position in United squad will suffer because of the summer signings?" I think going to say Already no answered it next because they didn't sign his strikers and Louis van Hassel is going to be the main striker next season. Ellen Breen, <laughs> Ellen B X O X O long-time listener of the show said how will how will win your who will win europe's oh, top how? five leagues based on current signings quickly who's going to win all of europe's top five leagues i'm going to say oh my god chelsea yeah chelsea uh psg again uh juventus again i'm going to go for 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 for, for put my neck Bayern. out and say real madrid for la liga even though it's probably good for Barcelona. and obviously it's Bayern munich isn't it again bloody, it's bloody it's all the same as last time apart from madrid all the greeks um, I am going to throw. I think I'm gonna, I think it's Barca in in La Liga. Obviously, they're going to be fantastic. I agree with Bayern. Agree with Juve. I agree with Chelsea. Yeah. I'm going to go with Lyon in the French league. I think they made great progress this season, and they're going to go forward. Going to go do it all. Keep Pre- Lacazette win Premier, the league. Premier League. Could you say? 
Uh, Chelsea, I think that's pretty much. I think Man United are going to push closer. Um, we've talked about English dominance before in the Europe's P double I double S on Twitter. Um, Gabrielle Woots says, "Is Syria on the way back up? Now they're making some big signings. AC Milan and the like have made a bit of a splash this summer. Yeah, we've seen players like Vidal leave. So, what do you reckon, Dave?" Definitely 100%. Big, big signing. Inter Milan um, are back. Milan are back. Juve are definitely back. Uh, you've got um, both of the Rome teams, Roma and Lazio, who had fantastic years last year and have kept a lot of their players. I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, they're going to be back in the top, top of Europe. Raju Sumra on Twitter, who got a little bit annoyed because you haven't answered his questions in the previous weeks, said, uh, my question free was, podcast, do Squawker Dave and Lozcar, yeah. they said... Do Squawker Dave and Lawrence, not me apparently, so he doesn't care about what I think. He said, do you think Ed will sign a big name player? If so, who do you think would fit in at United? BTW, thanks. He, he, by the way, he doesn't, he doesn't ask the guy who is the voice of Ed Woodward. I'm the voice <laughs> of Ed Woodward. If you haven't seen it already, well, you know, I'll, I'll try not to get too, too uh, annoyed. But um, go on, Dave, what do you reckon? Um, I would love to see Griezmann. He's one of my favourite players. Again, Thomas Muller. Again, another one of my faves. That'd be sick. Imagine if it was someone like Neymar or Aguero. There's a, there's a few brilliant threads on Reddit that just go into all these players that we've been linked with. Um, Ibrahimovic. Wouldn't, I don't want Ibrahimovic. I think he'd be exactly the same as Falcao. Too slow, not mobile enough for the Premier oh, Come on, Dave. Ibra is not the same as Falcao. I, I, what I'd say is I think it's going the wrong way where I'd like to see Man United go. I'd like to see that high octane game back. And he and Ebro, I do love Ibrahimovic, but he's, he's a Berber top type player, a little bit slow, slows the game down. I want it nice and fast. On a, uh, sorry, I'm going to ask another one of his questions, um, yeah. uh, Raju's questions. He said, uh, who would be the perfect mystery striker that would fit United? Both LG, LVG and Ed would be satisfied with... Uh, who do you think they'd be satisfied with? Yeah, that's what, what he said. What, what's the deal with United and talking about everyone in first name terms? Hey, Ed. They called him Ed. Yeah, Ed. Ed Woodward is Ed. Louis. No one says Louis. Everyone says LVG. But then when they talk about their new players, they're like, yeah, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is good, isn't he? You're like, wait a minute. Wait. He's, he's not even played for your side yet. And you're already talking in first name terms. Who would be the perfect mystery striker, Lawrence? Radamel Falcao. Great answer. <laughs> Dave, quickly, he says, should and will Di Maria stay? Um, should he stay? I think he should stay, definitely. Will he stay? I think he might, no. Cool. Um, on a sixpence says uh, who should Aston Villa sign to replace Delph slash Benteke I saw a great shout for uh, Charlie Austin Aston Villa should sign up Charlie Austin I thought that would be a good shout to, uh, to replace Benteke That'd be good. I reckon it's going to be out of Harry Kane Sherwood and Adebayo United you cannot argue with that yeah. don't say Harry Kane mate come on um, <laughs> Hector says general thoughts on Norwich City has anyone got any thoughts on Norwich City um, it'll be interesting to see Cameron Jerome back in the Premier League. Obviously, scored a hat full of goals last season. It'll be interesting to see whether he, you know, he can play at a, a bigger level. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing John Ruddy again. I thought he was fantastic last time he was in the Premier League. So yeah, a few good players. Finally, listen, we haven't, we're not going to have time for talking points this week because I've got to go. Blame Lawrence; he was late. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask my favourite question of the week came from Joe Hamlin to end the show. He said, "If you could choose a free aside team with modern players." Who would you choose and which team would win? And he's included some pictures of those awesome Nike posters from back in the day, 2003, 2004. You know, those, oh, yeah. you know, those, those free posters, those free players on each team. So if you had to pick from modern players, players today, a defender, we'll say, a midfielder and an attacker, who would you pick in your oh. free aside team and out of our teams who would win? Oh, right. So Dave, okay. do you want to go first? Because I know, I assume you're going to pick PK as your centre-back. 
Yeah, it's going to be. Shall I go through my whole team? That's three. Yeah, go on. Right, so PK center half, Busquets yeah. in the middle, and Lionel Messi yeah. up front. That is unbeatable. <laughs> yeah, he's touching that. Not bad, not bad. So, Lawrence, with that in mind, how do you think you could beat that team? Dave, I'm going to fuck you up. Um, <laughs> I'll try I'm going to go. <clears throat> I'm going to go a smaller side. I'm going to go mash. Serrano, Rakitic, Suarez. All right, okay, I see. <laughs> so that is Barcelona's a pretty so formidable Barcelona side. Um, and then Adam, if you go Neymar, no, 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 no. I'm going to change it up a little. I'm going to change it. Up. I'm going to go for Matthew. <laughs> best friend. I'm going to go for. Uh, oh mate, I've fucking dug my grave here. But I'm going to go for it. I'm going Kane, Kabul, no. and uh, at the back, I'm going to go uh, Loris because he's two footed. I'm going to go for. Dur- <laughs> I'm going to go for Jerome Boateng in the back, even though he got absolutely destroyed yeah. by Messi, Dave Stryker in Champions League last season. In the midfield, or who is the best midfielder in the world? Xabi Alonso. Xabi I don't think he's going to have the pace to be able to deal with Messi and Suarez on your teams. It's sort of a really good team. Oh, shit. Um, who's your midfielder that I can nick? Um, I'm going to go for... Vidal? No. Vidal oh, oh, is one actually good Coutinho's good for a three-a-side game, though. Have you ever seen Coutinho as a kid playing three, uh, five-a-side? It is immense. Neymar, surely you can't see <sighs> I wanted to go for... Mm-hmm. You've all gone for Barcelona players, so I wanted to avoid any Barcelona players. I'm going to go for... Uh, Ericsson. No, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go for Ramos at the back, right? I'm going to go for Yaya Torre in the middle. Bit of a power You're mental. You've already lost. And I think I'm going to go for Cristiano up front. The pace will destroy PK. Nah. Well, that pace is going to have to make up for everything that the birthday cake that Yaya Torre <laughs> is going to have to give. I thought, you know, I thought powerhouse is going to bring me some dominance in the middle. Who, who do you think is going to win then? You're saying my team's not going to win. I'll... I think my team's got it easy, but I've got the best player in the world. The two no, mate, I, I oh, have mate, got, actually. I have got, the, I, I'm going to put it this way, right? I've got the three scrappiest guys. <laughs> That's a good point, I've got actually. They won't, they won't take losing lying down, to be fair. Suarez and then Rakitic in the <sighs> middle just... I've got Busquets though. It'll, it'll just wind all your players listen, up. Listen, listen. I think Dave's team will win myself, but what I want people to do, the listeners, if you're listening right now, jump on Twitter at the front three. Suggest your free aside teams. You've got a little bit of time to think about it. We're on the spot here. I think we picked some. Hashtag words. Lawrence. Hashtag Lawrence. Hashtag no, Lawrence. Dave. Also, yeah, add, add your hashtag at the end to find out who wins. Hashtag um, Lawrence. Hashtag Dave. Hashtag, Dave. hashtag Adam. There's going to be no one hashtagging Adam. But yeah, hashtag you thought. Oh, you know, we've completely missed out there, Adam, because Adam, oh, you, what you will get is all the religious support. There's going to be a load of Bible Ooh, groups. Yeah. Just hashtag yeah. Adam. But listen, <laughs> tweet in. Tweet in. You can hashtag who you thought won that bomb. Probably Dave. But hashtag with your free. Who would you have in your free aside team? You've got one defender, one midfielder, one attacker. We'll read out the best next week. I think there's going to be some really interesting picks because we kind of went a little bit obvious, maybe, even though we're very good teams. But I want to see maybe some people are going to be thinking outside the box, giving us something interesting. But anyway, listen. Well, yeah, no, we all thought outside the box, mate. We, we went for a defending yeah. midfielder. What's your fucking Messi problem? Messi and Suarez and Ronaldo up front. Anyway, listen, that's what we've got time Come for on. this week. Can I also on... say, can we go hashtag, hashtag Loz? Because your, your names are easy and Lawrence is hard to spell. Hashtag <laughs> Loz. All right? Cheating. Because Lawrence comes in many forms, Adam. And uh, Listen, uh, Lawrence. Desperate, time. you're sounding a bit desperate, but I mean, on YouTube it is spelt wrong as hell. Speaking of laws, uh, wrapping up this week, where can the good people find more of your work? Lawrence at Lawscast everywhere on the hashtag internet. Laws. Hashtag laws in your work, uh, Dave. Where can the good people find you? Hashtag Squawk Dave, easy, simple. <laughs> uh, if you want to find uh, more from myself. Adam. I'm at Adam Butwood on Twitter 
And if you want to check out a really cool new football channel on YouTube with myself behind the camera, Lawrence is in front of the camera, Dave is also in front of the camera from time to time, go and check out The Football Republic on YouTube. It's going to be massive, so subscribe from the ground up. Thank you very much for listening to The Front Free. That was episode 14. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Episode 15. Bye.